0: And we have returned from the break to in my own words, the podcast hottest form, best form of Alabama football news, notes and information you are going to find anywhere. I'm yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama magazine in studios. And ladies and gentlemen, this is strictly for my people that are always on the go. Like there are times where you don't have an opportunity to to actually just sit down and check out the podcast via YouTube. So for my guys and girls who are on the grind, who are out and about every single day, I encourage you to check out the audio format of the podcast on all your favorite sites, whether that is iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, iHeartRadio. No matter what the site is, you go there, you search Touchdown Alabama Magazine. In my own words, the podcast should pick right on up. You take that with you on the go as you keep yourself informed on all things Crimson Tide Football. Now, we were able to discuss... In the first segment of this week's edition of show, she's talking about the touchdown Alabama magazine draft projections and the guys defensively that I had uh, slotted for the first round on the defensive side of the football. And now we go into a topic that I teased before the break, which just so happens to be. Alabama's offensive line and what is the missing link from uh, making this group become full circle become all in order in terms of consistency in run blocking and in pass protection but before we dive into that as always got to shout out our sponsor and uh, in my own words the podcast is brought to you by title Tow. this is the rally tile with benefits for the avid Alabama sports fan Title tile is only $9.99, and it lasts a lifetime. So people, 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 if you got pride and purpose for all things Bama, show that pride and purpose while you twirl title tile in the air like you just don't care. You go to WhitWheelSports.com. That's W-H-I-T-W-I-L-S-P-O-R-T-S. WhitWheelSports.com. And get you a couple of those tiles today. But as we transition into discussing, dissecting, breaking down Alabama's offensive line and uh, this group that is supposed to be Saban's best group ever, this group that's supposed to be blowing guys off the football. When you look at the expectation of this fan base, there's a lot of concerns. There's a lot, there's a lot of question marks going around, going on about, you know, why is this team not being able to consistently set up the run game and get consistent protection to Tua Tanga I mean, for crying out loud, the tide has taken on both Duke and New Mexico State in the last two weeks, two lesser quality opponents that's going to face. All year are two of the lesser quality opponents that's going to face all year. Yet and still, not a lot of those big, consistent runs. And uh, there have been times in both matchups to where Tua Tanka has been under pressure despite the fluctuation that's going on around the offensive line, among other things. Now, to me, what I've noticed, and I've studied the offensive line for quite some time since Saban's arrival in 2007. What I've noticed about this group is, under Saban, there has always been that one guy to really unlock everybody else on the offensive line. There's always been that one, maybe two, but definitely that one guy that carries a sense of swagger, intensity, confidence, meanness, toughness, nastiness, physicality. There's always that one guy that unlocks all of those traits in terms of Alabama's offensive line, and they go at the pace and at the uh, the movement, the navigation of that one guy. Whether it was Antoine Caldwell or Andre Smith or William Vallejos or Barrett Jones or Chance Warmack or Cam Robinson or Ryan Kelly, no matter who the guy was, in recent years to play on the offensive line at the University of Alabama. The Tide has had one guy under Saban that the moment you insert him onto that line, a switch is flipped. And uh, for this year's bunch, that guy who is crazily missed right now is Deontay Cornbread-Brown the redshirt junior out of Decatur, Alabama, the former four-star from Austin High School. That's the one who's missed right now. And the reason why I say that is, you go back to the 2018 season for just a moment here, and this is when Alabama had running backs Damian Harris, Najee Harris, and Josh Jacobs. And Josh Jacobs, the one who was first-round pick, number 24 overall to the Oakland Raiders. We have seen his story. It's been incredibly documented. Growing up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, went from being homeless to being a professional athlete and here recently on Monday Night Football, Jacobs became the first back since LaDainian Tomlinson 2001. We're talking San Diego Chargers edition according to ESPN. Jacobs became the first back Total 100 yards from scrimmage with two touchdowns in his National Football League debut. So, Alabama had Damian Harris, Josh Jacobs, and Najee Harris just a season ago, and it still struggled to run the football. It spit out a few explosive runs like it's done so far this season, but in terms of consistently moving guys, blowing guys off the football and ever, and gaining, you know, five yards here, four yards here, six yards here, seven yards there, consistently getting big yardage of pop. It was not doing that for much of the year last season until Nick Saban made the move to pull Lester Cotton from left guard and insert Deontay Corn Brett Brown into that spot. And the moment he did it in the Tennessee game or starting the matchup against the Volunteers, you instantly saw a difference on an offensive line. Deontay Brown brought an intensity, a toughness, a meanness, a nastiness, a swagger, a physicality. He solidified that group. And against the Tennessee Volunteers, if you remember, in 59 snaps, he helped block for 545 yards offensively. 218 rushing, 327 passing yards. Then he goes against Louisiana State University, the matchup where Alabama got a dominant 29 but nothing win. And in that game, Deontay Brown blocks for 576 total yards offensively, 295 passing, 281 rushing. Look at the balance he provided in that game. I mean, he even got the key block on Tua Tagovailoa's 44-yard touchdown run on a bad knee where he just went completely by Devin White. So there's that game. But the next game, you got the Iron Bowl against Auburn where Cornbread Brown blocks for 500 yards offensively. He led the team with five knockdown blocks and he helped the backs average 4.7 yards per carry. So nearly five yards per carry. So every time the backs touched that ball against Auburn, Alabama was averaging, what, second and five every single time? That's huge. And then you look at the game against Georgia, the Southeastern Conference title game, Brown blocked for 403 yards offensively. And not just clearing the way for Jalen Hurts' game-winning rushing touchdown, but also he set the edge for Josh Jacobs to be the most valuable player of the SEC title game as he totaled the ball eight times for 83 yards with two touchdowns on an average of 10.4 yards per rush. Cornbread Brown is missed, people. He's missed. And... Uh, Probably the only game where he didn't log a lot of time in was against Mississippi State, and that was because he had to leave early due to a turf toe. And on top of that, the whole NCAA infraction thing, which caused him not to travel with the team to the college football playoff, which is the reason why he's serving a four-game suspension right now. But the young man is seriously, seriously missed. And while so many people really look at him for his run blocking, Deontay Brown is a very good pass protector. In those games he started for the Crimson Tide, Tua Tagovailoa was not sacked in those games, not off his side. His man did not get the Tua Tagovailoa. So upon the return of Cornbread Brett Brown, which will be the week of September 28th against Ole Miss, that will solve a good bit of the problem because He's missed. He is the guy that unlocks the intensity, tenacity, physicality. He solidifies that offensive line. But also along with him, keep your eyes on Dorian Dalcourt, the true freshman center. I really like this young man from the Maryland area. Of the linemen that the Crimson Tide signed in the 2019 class, he was probably the most underrated guy, was a high three-star. It took him forever to earn that fourth star. High three-star for a long time. And at six foot three, two 292 pounds, Darian Dalcourt, size, athleticism, wingspan, really, really, really quick feet. And if you go back and if you watch the tape against both Duke and New Mexico State, The two explosive runs by running backs, and I'm talking about the 37-yard touchdown run by Jerome Ford against Duke, and the 74-yard rush to pay dirt by Keegan Robinson against New Mexico State. On both of those blocks, Dorian Dow. On both of those scores, excuse me, Dorian Dalcourt got the key block on both of those touchdowns. Physical, strong, athletic, very very quick feet and a guy that despite the fact he's fourth on the depth chart in terms of centers behind chris owens emil Ekiyor, and landon dickerson that just shows you how deep alabama is at the center position uh, nick been very high on the freshman and a guy that could potentially be the best option at that center spot we'll have to wait and see alabama's got south carolina this week it's got southern miss after that if an old Miss comes in as you maneuver through this season. But keep your eyes on Darian Dalcourt. A lot of rumors sparking, sparking out about this young man, and he is really, really good at that center spot. And on, and on the second team group, there have been some moments where I look at him and Alabama's second team unit, they have looked better than the first team group at times. So keep your eyes on Dalcourt. But Deontay Brown is the piece missing. The moment... He returns. He will set this offensive line back in order. But, folks, that takes us to our final break here on In My Own Words. When we get back, we will recap Alabama-South Carolina. We will recap the SEC opener for the Crimson Tide. As always, folks, you check out the Touchdown Alabama magazine app. Do that today. You download it on the iPhone app store if you're rocking Team Apple Google Play Store if you got the Android phone keeping up with all your news notes for all things Crimson Tide you also subscribe to TD and Touchdown Alabama Magazine on YouTube get with the site people over 1 million video views over 5,000 subscribers strong thanks to you the fans upon our return we we recap Alabama, South Carolina. Don't touch that down, folks. You're listening. In my own words.